And it's always really uh, funny to me how the level of the discourse and how nice everybody is up in Sacramento (laughs) is so different than San Francisco where, like, everyone's like, you're a Nazi, no, you're a Nazi. Welcome to Infill, where we are really hungover because we had an awesome party last night. It was awesome. It was a good party. It was awesome. It was a great party. Um, I drank a lot of water, though, so I'm fine. That is... A lie. Yeah. Had a lot of milk. Ew, no. It doesn't remotely help. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. I was trying to think of, like, innocent beverages to drink, and that just attests to how hungover I am. Milk is a single-family home so this is Louis Morante from California EMB. Uh, Sam Moss from Mission Housing. Laura Clark from EMB Action. And we are, so we should, we, did, we should take a minute to just feel like that was a great party. We had a big office opening. Um, we are moving into campaign offices, which is super exciting. We're leaving this horrible Regis. Regis is a bad company. Uh, we've been in this perfectly useful hobbit hole of an office for a while, and we are going to be moving with California Yimby and the California Renters Legal Advocacy and I Sue Your Ass to the suburbs. Back and into a real clubhouse. Back into a real back. clubhouse. Yeah. And with Sonia's and Sonia, campaign. And Sonia's Sonia campaign. Sonia for supervisor. And yes. I feel like I should just take a moment to thank my me for keeping Clubhouse as the name of the office during this time we were not in a clubhouse. Have we voted on this? I bridged Clubhouse. I feel like we haven't You're had welcome, community Unity. meetings to decide the name well, I of the floated, So it's a green building, so I floated the name of the avocado. Yeah, I vote for that one, not, not for the Clubhouse. Oh, thank oh. you. Everyone shot me down. They were like, that is terrible, that is dumb. I felt very. I mean, I wouldn't say I it's my the best early. name. I would say it's way better than Sam's name. Well, Sam is the clubhouse TM. Come on. Yeah, yeah Scott Wiener said some words. There, like we packed that room. There, uh, uh, do we ever but do not a over not over occupancy rules? Just in case. <laughs> Anyone's listening. Um, yep, sure. Yeah, definitely, definitely was under occupancy. Yeah. It was right at occupancy. Within, it was within <laughs> yeah, occupancy rules. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, who else came? Scott Wiener. Scott Wiener spoke. Yeah. Uh, Theo Ellington is running for District 10. The Executive Director of Mission Housing Development Corporation. The Executive Director of Mission Housing. God, screw that guy. <laughs> How do we uninvite uh, him from everything? Um, yeah, we should name people who volunteer a lot. Whatever. You were there. You know you're cool. Thanks, Paul Bach. Yeah, I was going to say, Bob Ack was signing people in. Victoria was there. Everybody was, yeah. A bunch of people from East Bay for everyone. Yeah, it's they good. were super fun. And it was cool because the announcement about Carla crushing Sausalito's yeah. hopes and dreams were yes. concurrently. Good job, Carla. Yes. Winning lawsuits. Uh, that they won a lawsuit the... yesterday. I think it was only on one unit. Well, right, but they they won sure. and they got the their attorney's fees out. back, and it's all I, I get. It's all about deterrence. It's all about well, like, setting letting, precedent, yeah. right? Exactly. So the next time we just have to send an irritated letter, right. and they're like, "Uh oh, they've won every case." Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we'll link in the show notes to uh, their announcement, Victoria and California. Yeah. yeah, it was good as hell. It was, especially because there's a reason Victoria's last name is Fierce, <laughs> and uh, it was not that reason is because Victoria is fierce. <laughs> No holds barred. Yeah. I'm going to punch you in the face with the law. <laughs> I'm keeping that in. Um, I want that on my business card. <laughs> in quotes. Um, all right. So talking practical things. Um, the thing that was like, the reason why the party was so uplifting is because we had been downtrodden. Yeah, there was um, nowhere to go but up <laughs> from the yes. mood. Yeah. A27, failing in committee. Womp womp. Womp womp. Uh, Lewis, our big time Sacramento lobbyist. Well, so... <laughs> First off, I thought it was it was very it was very encouraging to come to the party and see everybody else just sort of like decide that the like the loss happened and everyone came to the party three days later and we all just decided to have a great time and like be in high spirits, which was like fantastic. And like when Senator Wiener walked into the room, I, it, when he walked, when we all saw him walking up the block because there was a party on the in front of the 
the thing, the the place too. Spill over on the street, yeah. As soon as we saw him, everybody like started applauding and hooting and hollering. And as when he walked in the building, the whole building went up, and that was fun. I was like, I was real into that. Um, yeah, it's good to feel like people are just ready. Like to some degree, I'm glad that we have a. We knew we were picking an uphill battle. Yes. And so it's like if we weren't prepared to like not win on the first try, yeah. You know, we're gonna have to try a lot. So it, why did why did uh, H two seven fail? I think because of our lobbyists. A two seven failed. <laughs> hold on, hold Sacramento. on. I, can we start this podcast over okay. without All Sam? Right. Okay. <laughs> um, so I think so. A two seven failed in part because it was a big policy change, and big policy changes usually take a couple years. Like thirty five took a couple of years. SB thirty five right. the, the, started, the, started by, as the right? governor's by right proposal, and then turned into Senator Wiener's bill. Um, took a couple of years. Um, th- uh, you know, eight two seven is going to take probably. I mean, you know, I'm hoping we can get it next year. We're all committed to bringing it back. First off, so get ready. Take get a, take ready. A, take a nap, y'all. We'll be back. <laughs> take a sabbatical. Yeah, um, don't take a nap because yeah. there's a lot of other good housing yeah. legislation. Well, that's we're true. Talk about. Good point. You had no napping. Um, but you know, I think it it, it takes it, it, conversations like this take a long time, and I think. There were some there were some egos at play and you know there was some of that stuff and I think egos on the, in no. politics and especially in the Yimby party there's on no. on the policy I think actually we made a we made the the we got we advanced the policy mm-hmm. a lot further the general than, discussion than right? dying in the first policy committee would convey mm-hmm. um, it's quite unusual for a Democratic chair of a policy committee to recommend a no. On one of his Democratic colleagues' bills, and so that was surprising, I think, to a lot of us. Um, but on the on the policy, I think m- many, if not most, of the the members of the committee were getting there if they had not already gotten there, including multiple Republicans. Um, I think there is a actually one of the one of the bits that really charmed me at the end there was that we brought on a Republican co-author, uh, Senator uh, Joel Anderson from. Uh, Southern California near San Diego, um, and it became a genuinely bar- bar- bipartisan bill, um, which is meaningful. I know in Sacramento, if not San Francisco, yeah, really, um, we don't really have well, those. Well, who needs bipartisan? Yeah. Bill, but, <laughs> but but the thing the thing that the thing that I'm really sort of positive about coming out of Tuesday is that all the like except for the LA Times, which is just like. It's incomprehensible what what their editorial board is saying, but all the all the newspapers and like all the takes are SBA two seven was maybe not the exact right text of the policy, but like zoning reform is necessary, and the SF Chronicle like called the Senate cowards for not considering it past the first policy committee, which puts a lot of heat on the Senate. I think given how high profile of a bill SBA two seven was. We were getting four news stories a day by the end of the bill. Yeah, every I mean, day. National giant newspapers. Front page of the print edition of the New York Times. Dick yeah. Spotswood said that <laughs> if we don't follow eight two seven, then we're gonna. If we don't, Dick Spotswood yeah. wrote that if we don't accept SB thirty five, we're going to have to accept eight two seven. That was the biggest which thing. Is, that, I'm just saying, like yeah. as far as pushing the conversation, pushing and the, the policy conversation. forward. You know, SB thirty five was going to ruin the world a year ago, right? And well, now the same guy writing that is saying, "Well, we need to we need to accept SB thirty five, right?" And that's the thing is like the the LA Times, which is like you know the only editorial board that had a negative thing to say about eight two seven after eight two seven died, was like, "Yeah, eight two seven is actually really great policy. We just don't want it to be done at the state level. We want it done at the local level." Which is looking at the history of land use politics. An inscrutable thing to say, or it's just like it's it's unbelievable someone would say Not that because like it, we've had fifty years to do this, but Laura has her hand up, so I'm gonna call on her. Well, <laughs> not supposed to say that on the podcast, yeah. man. People can't see us. Yeah, I do think like that part of it where everybody, every city and town who opposed it was like, let us do mm-hmm. it on our own terms. Yeah, are setting themselves up for us to call them on that bluff. Yes, the vice, we have Carla the, now, the good yes. vice mayor of Beverly Hills, John. Uh, Miris, I'm, I'm we hope you're listening. Well, okay, first off, we know you're listening. <laughs> Sweet Twitter John, profile. John, we know you're listening, John. I'm going to give you a call and encourage you. I'm going I'm to follow up with you about upzoning parts of Beverly Hills so that we can fit low-income and middle-income housing in Beverly Hills because that's super important. Well, he, and he told me that 50% of uh, Beverly Hills is renter now, so... 
I mean, got to take care of everybody. Is that true? Well, he tweeted like, it, so... I feel like that's a that's like a checkable fact. Uh, like yeah, the I mean, American I, Community I, I can look it up right now. I mean, I, it doesn't matter, but like, let's... John, you and I, let's work together and let's find a local solution that Beverly Hills can implement to create some more affordable housing and more housing affordability in Beverly Hills. I, we're, let's work I'm, together. I'm, I'm in for that. Cool. Sounds great. Because he says if... Sam Moss is going to help. On his tweets, he says if... People, if other entities that aren't Beverly Hills would just provide the resources and the money, Beverly Hills would be building the low-income housing. So, we'll get there. So, I think, I think there's a partnership here. Yeah, I agree. California oh. and, and Beverly Hills, let's work together to create some more low-income housing in Beverly Hills. I think there are people who are believable. <laughs> there are people I might be a little more skeptical. <laughs> But I do think that the whole, like, take people at their word, yeah. right, means that actually what you're doing is backing them into a corner, um, well, look, and which now, is a very effective way to move the narrative, right? right? Because what we need to do is now go back to all, there were like 140 cities and towns that basically said, trust us, we are capable of upzoning, mm-hmm. you don't need to do it for it's us. It's a local issue. It's a local issue, and therefore we can say, great. Do it. Right. And I would say that that is what the next thing we're going to be fighting about, SB 828. Oh, yeah. Is basically that. It's like, great, we're going to give you goals. Right. We're going to say, we're going to up your regional housing needs allocation numbers. And then you have to upzone however you like with your local control, but you have to do it and you have to meet the goals. And if you don't meet the goals, then we've got other sticks, such as last year's SB 35. Like, it's it's setting up this whole thing of, like, calling your bluff. You say you can upzone locally, awesome. Here's your goal. Meet it. Do it however you locally right. like to, but you're going to have to do it. Yep. And and so I think, you know, I think what Senator Weiner did with 827, the, the thing that needed to be done, and, and obviously, like, we're, 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 we're a little crestfallen, a little disappointed that 827 is not going to be, become law uh, this year. I think if eventually, though, what Senator did, well, what Senator Winter did was he, he started the conversation about uh, accomplishing this policy. And I, I think every everyone has sort of come to the position that, like, zoning reform right. in some in some way is necessary. Like, we got to work the out Overton the details. The window has been shifted. Like, 827, I, I don't even like saying that it, like, it failed. Like, 827 yeah. didn't right. pass in this iteration. Okay, mm-hmm. fine. You know, like as, right. like you said, SB 35 wasn't even SB 35 the first yeah. two times that it... And I want to I wanna thank everybody, it, you know, either listening to this podcast or your members or whomever who made calls to the legislature. Let's we drove... Real. Only our members listen to the <laughs> okay. My mother listens. She's not technically a member. Okay. I think my mom. I, my mom. My mom's a listener too. I am wrong. L- love you, mom. Um, <laughs> my mom is and, a member, and she listens. Dang, I gotta get my mom signed up. Um, but so, like, I would go into like the the, the sort of lobby space for um, legislators' offices to like meet with le- legislators or their staff, and you know, I would wait there for like two or three minutes. And while I was waiting there for two or three minutes, there would be at least like two calls that would come through. Where the, the 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 receptionist would pick up and they'd have a very pleasant conversation and it would go, no, uh, you know the member hasn't made up his mind on eight two seven, but I'm I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let him know that you called to support it and everybody was like very pol- like polite mm-hmm. and it's just it's it I think it was shocking to people in the capital community that like so many people like cared passionately about something as arcane as zoning reform and. I think it's on everybody's to-do list for the next 12 housing, months. Housing because and its that. affordability is, like, yep. every politician. Yep. Well, you say, like, we shouldn't treat it like a loss. I actually want us to treat it... I want us to it's feel a, the no, loss. No, no. Wait, wait. Loss. It's a reality I want us check. to feel... Yes, because I think that there was a degree to which... And I saw this in our membership, that, like, people... You know, it's like... Most Yimby like active people, right? They they haven't been in land use for a long time, and so right. we have this idea of like, crushing. and it, yeah, and like they sort of are like, you know, well, of course, this is so obviously we need a lot of more housing, and and so we'll just like get there. Mm-hmm. We'll be like, hey guys, how about more housing? And everyone will be like, oh my god, of course, more housing, mm-hmm. and they kind of like. To some degree, I think we underestimate entrenched forces. Yep. We underestimate the level and vitriol. And I know people who are like really in it, like experience the level of intensity that the like 
political no is, the mm-hmm. status quo bias mm-hmm. is, the people who are like who are getting along okay with what the current situation is or right. who are like, you know, don't do that change, do a different change, all of that stuff. Like I want our members to feel this as like we came close and therefore we need to work twice as hard to yeah. win the next battle because the fact that we came close should motivate everybody to get the next 10 members on board. Yeah, and I just mean, like, when I say that I don't like saying it failed, like, yes, we, like, yes, definitely, like, the pain should be felt and we should learn. I just mean that failing, I don't know, to me, failing means, like, failing this forward. final... Yeah, we're failing right. forward. <laughs> right. Copyright. And I think it's also important to... I, I think it's also important to note that all of the press around A two seven. Oh, it was awesome. It was it was most like ninety percent of it was like really positive to the bill, and all of it slammed local governments. Like even <laughs> if even if it was against the bill, it was still oh yeah, but like we're definitely not in allyship with Beverly Hills here to like protect their local control and their single family home communities. Mm-hmm. Like it was you know concerns about displacement, which are legit for sure, and uh, concerns about um, like gentrification, those those sorts of things. I think we have now, like California MB and, and Senator Wiener's office now have the time to do a robust stakeholder engagement process on what zoning reform should look like that incorporates views from all the people who have a right to be uh, heard on that issue. Where we didn't like for the eighty, like eighty seven dropped sixty days after California MB was started. Right, there wasn't the. You're saying there. Like, we didn't have the time. Yeah, yeah. doing the outreach. Uh, but now we do. So I like I'm in the process of like compiling just sort of like a list of all the different articles that are being written by like you know greenlining or transform that are saying we think we we'd have, we would have done this like because it all, every first paragraph is we love support, the idea yeah. of transit oriented development and rolling places like Beverly Hills. And then they have ways that they would have done 827 differently. But, like, now it's our opportunity to listen to those folks. And so I think as part of your sort of point about how this was somewhat of a loss-ish, Laura, I think we should also we should also do, a, I think, an honesty check with ourselves and say, like, well, we've been doing a lot of talking. Like, maybe now mm-hmm. it's time for us to do some listening. And I think that would be that, 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 that's in my agenda for the next few months anyway. Yeah, I mean, the whole develop this the phrase development without displacement mm-hmm. gets used a lot and, like, people on sort of both sides of the gentrification, how do we think and talk about this, like, tenants' rights issues. Right. The, the, the mess that that is in our political discourse, you know, because we, we're so often talking past one another and everyone feels like they're not being listened to. Everyone feels like their opinions are being misrepresented. You know, I mean, I, I feel, you know, Twitter is a fucking garbage fire. Um, but... There is that that path forward of if we sort of say, okay, there are a lot of people who said development without displacement, and they saw 827, and they didn't feel like there was enough without displacement. Right. And so how do we, whether it's connecting with those communities and working with them about how do we do without displacement, right? How do we bridge that gap? It's going to be, that is the next thing for Yembe um, across the, internationally, but really especially in California, in LA, in San Francisco. If we take everybody at the development without displacement, you know, maybe that means really like do, I, I I don't even know what it means at this point because I think that like we have to like get together with other people who have an idea of what that means, um, that we have need to incorporate every day more and more into what we're doing. Right. Yeah, not just about 827, just in the general way that the EMBs go about it, I think. Yeah, and we can't underestimate, I mean, I also think like 30, the, the past 50 years, where we've done development has been mm-hmm. limited, I mean, increasingly limited to industrial and low socioeconomic and disempowered neighborhoods. We should, we should have a link to... Do people uh, know why that is, though? No, but their experience, I right. mean, like, whatever. What, may, so, some do, some don't. No, Redlining, wait, no, no, that's not sure, my point. Go, go ahead. I want to be like, the lived experience of a lot of people is that they have been next to development and displacement and that they have lived through tearing down of low-income housing and building high-income housing. All of their friends and family having to leave. Exactly. And like that 
needs to be respected on a lot of different levels. And like, you know, as much as I want to say, like, well, we do think and talk about that and la la la, like, obviously it's getting lost. So whatever, like, we can't pat ourselves on the back for being like, well, I said yes to affordable housing and I said yes to tenants protections and then they misrepresented my position and rah, 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 rah. Like that, true or not true, like, we have to have emotional bonds with people so that you can actually, like, hear and come to a better place where we can actually, like, make the policy decisions that will make that better. Yeah. Yeah, and also, putting a graph up on Twitter does not make you win an argument. <laughs> okay, That's well, there's no such thing as winning an argument on Twitter. You know, That's a good point. <laughs> that, that is yeah. not a thing that has ever Except occurred. for you, John. You win every <laughs> argument on Twitter. John, John, if you ever want to come on the podcast, just let us know. Wait, I do want to read one John tweet. <laughs> yeah, can we? And, yes. uh, and Actually, for that all should the, be a segment. For all the... Moving oh, forward, yeah. we should have... Oh, yeah. the John tweet of the, the day. John tweet of the <laughs> day. Um, um, and yeah, we're talking about John uh, Mir- Mir- I, You know what? Mirish. 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 The vice mayor of the city of Beverly Hills. If we could do a phonetic thing. Who who gave a very um, out of order. Long. He gave a very long explanation of why <laughs> this would cause what what did, what did he say? It uh, would cause it would cause gentrification of Beverly Hills. It would. It would, uh, the, uh, but also, I mean, it was a long and like very against the rules thing. Yeah, you know? that's true. Which is weird because like he was also the first speaker on eight two seven. Men rarely get to just break rules whenever the they want. Level of... I feel like I feel like you're being facetious. I am. <laughs> it on pretty thick. It was crazy. I mean, just okay. We go up to Sacramento every once in a while, and it's always really. Uh, funny to me how the level of the discourse and how nice everybody is up in Sacramento (laughs) is so different than San Francisco where like everyone's like you're a Nazi no you're a Nazi (laughs) right (laughs) Right? like in Sacramento also you don't like public comment isn't a thing you like go up and say here I am here's who I'm from yes no right? right you don't get to make speeches so they let Beverly fucking Hills talk for like three minutes and I'm sorry that's outrageous if you were gonna let anybody ramble on for three minutes it should have been someone from like South LA where well, they had who, like genuine who they, who, they, who they cut there. off later yeah they cut like they had they cut. Yes. so like yeah I mean like there there were there were opponents from South LA who came up to speak against 827 and those people were cut off Whereas Beverly Hills yeah. was given their full time to, to talk. And then that some. was crazy. It was, yeah, that was, that was, that was crazy. That was crazy. All right, so from, this is John uh, Miris's take on Yimby is there's a sense that y- some Yimbys are more concerned with those who haven't moved here yet than those who are here. And I think that's an interesting, like, that's an interesting point, right? Are we more concerned or are we equally concerned? Well. I think we should be equally concerned with what the impact and how people who are coming are going to have on existing communities, how that all fits together. So, no, I, I just think that's like the same, that's the same sort of fragility that you hear when white people are like, you know, when white people chime in about how like Black Lives Matter takes focus off of like white people or something like that. Mm. You know, it's like, it's just... You th- like John cannot get over the fact that like we're now not only exclusively considering white single family homeowners in Beverly Hills. I, I don't. I, I think don't, yeah. I, I'm gonna give a more generous interpretation yeah? okay, of the asshole from Beverly Hills's position. <laughs> but you're, establishing you're right, not mine. John, you're a nice guy. Not nice. Mm, uh, yeah, no. But I think that there is a point to be made that that extends that this is where the like like. Why? Why is there this weird conglomeration of people who think of them who are like anti gentrification, tenants' rights activist people, and the like single family home yeah. stuff? Like, where is that 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 kind of strange allyship coming out of? Right. The 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 word protect is yeah. a really important word in that community, right? We're and protecting I, existing communities. I, I think, and so I the, think we think that we're protecting existing communities. Both by doing tenants protection yeah. and by making sure that when new people come in, they're not causing displacement by creating abundant housing, right? That's what we yeah. think that right. the 
ultimate results are, but that does mean that we think about the new people coming in, not as foreign and as people we don't want, but as uh, as like community members. They right. are just as much a member of this community we need to be thinking about as the existing community. And, and I would push back a little bit on the concept that like John and Tenants together are in like allyship, right? Like they just happen to be in the same line and that line was the line to oppose SB 27. But they're like not working He's together. borrowing their rhetoric though. He's He, he is absolutely, like a, he is stealing their rhetoric. I, and and that, I, I think well, allyship means you're working together. But they're not working together. On they're just, this. They're just on this. They're just in the same temporary line. Temporary allyship? No. I, like, you don't like that word? Because no, I like to think like, of myself as in temporary allyship with a lot of people I hate. Like, I don't think they're trying to help each other. You know, like, I don't, like, I don't, I don't think they see themselves. Maybe John sees himself on the side of, like, it, like, tenants together and anti-gentrification activists. Yeah, which is, like, hella ironic. But that's, I don't, I doubt they do. And in conversations that I've had with them, they have expressed that they don't feel that way. Okay, and, I can drop the word allyship. Well, in all temporary, that, what all do we that call I'm, it? It's not that. It's not so much that I intend to uh, criticize your vocabulary here. It's more just that, like, I Your think words matter. I think EMBs. I think EMB action. I think California EMB. I think EMBs generally can can be more diligent about listening to what these community, the, you know, anti gentrification activists are saying, and find ways to like ally with them and 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 work together because ultimately what we're working towards is the same thing yeah, we're working towards affordable housing we're working towards anti-gentrification uh, we're working towards anti-displacement we're definitely working towards anti-displacement together agree or, with all or, of that or on separate parallel tracks i get frustrated with saying that we because we care about new people coming in that that equates to us caring about the current people yeah, and, and maybe not, we not don't specifically say yeah. no, 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 no. I'm saying like we care about Yimby. Every I've never met a Yimby that wants anyone to get evicted. I've never met a Yimby that doesn't support affordable housing. But a lot of the rhetoric that we say, a lot of the things we say, in my humble opinion, comes off as we do support the people who are here the most. We do that because we don't want the new people who are inevitably coming here to displace you. Right. And like, I think that that makes our mission, our motives get kind of lost yeah. in, you know, the fact that we are pointing to this inevitability of a higher socioeconomic entity, like coming in and pushing people out. You think and we shouldn't point to that? No, I think that we just that? shouldn't use that as a way to say that we are doing enough to, su mm. to support yeah. the people who currently live here. I don't think we should use that as a way to like pat ourselves on the back for caring about development without displacement. Yeah. You know, I, I No, which is why we like which is why we're gonna be supporting the three tenants laws up in the, the in the state house yep. this year. Which we can we can get the into triumvirate. Yeah. Thanks, Diego. Yeah. You know, and it's also why we're supporting, you know, on the local level, San Francisco, mm -hmm. right to civil council. Right. Like the the people who wrote right to civil council are not are like not our biggest. They don't fans. invite us to Hanukkah. <laughs> well, but it doesn't really matter to me because it's perfectly good legislation yes. that we should support. Well, or like the bond, like housing. Yes. Housing California opposed SBA two seven. They were one of the actually few affordable housers who ended up opposing SBA two seven. Like you know, nonprofit housing association testified in support. Um, there were a few other nonprofit housers who are that who are there to support the bill. Um, housing California is running the statewide uh, $4 billion affordable housing bond in November, and I'm absolutely going to work uh, to support that bond, yep. even and though Housing California came out to oppose SB 87, I would say. Um, well, why don't you stay bitter? Not yeah, you a, don't seem bitter at all. Not, not, <laughs> a, if not anyone does, a, If anyone in San Francisco wants to volunteer for the bond, uh, Mission Housing is going to be uh, one of the main affordable housing developers that are supporting it down yeah. here, so... Call me. Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, actually text or email me. I don't pick my calls up. I mean, I've been talking about the freaking bond. It's, I mean, you know, okay, I'm going to stop being irritated. But it is it is frustrating to... And we have to live with the fact that it's frustrating and not get frustrated. Right. This yeah. is my, like, number one advice on Twitter is, like, I get it. Everything in life is frustrating. Just, like, put that emotion aside. Like, people who want to maintain... Um, this like you're on one side of the line and yep. I'm on the other, which is 
not how I want YIMBYs to do politics. Right. Right? We have to be okay with the fact that people who want to maintain that you're on one side of the line and I'm on the other side of the line <clears> are <throat> never going to give us credit for us supporting things like the bond, for us supporting right to civil counsel, <laughs> right. for YIMBY going, no on tasers. There is no... They are not, like, no love lost. I don't know. Like, people who want to maintain that we are the baddies and they are the goodies are never... And we matter. just have to let go of that. Like, yeah, yeah. the goal... Oh, exactly. Like, that doesn't matter. We have to continue to pursue good policy, work with whoever is willing to work with us on whatever we think is good policy, too. Listen. And listen even when someone's being obnoxious right yeah and say okay cool i get that you're obnoxious i get that you like want to hate me but like is there buried in your utter obnoxiousness a valid critique that i need to hear and therefore incorporate into my activism bingo yeah and yeah. like there's a lot to be learned from a27 in that regard yeah you know like people have legitimate concerns and complaints like, yeah only mm. yell when a supervisor's talking that's what i learned keep that in yeah, <laughs> yeah. yep um, but I think too that like we we treated concerns about anti displ like we concer- treated concerns about displacement very seriously. Senator Weiner amended SBA two seven twice to put in some anti displacement language um, language that was the strongest ever proposed in the state. Um, but we didn't do it. We we did it in the sort of like this maelstrom of of news articles that was com- that were coming every day that really said you're either on the right side of history and you're supporting A27 or you're like a NIMBY and that just like turned everybody off in the middle and like so whenever you know when when we put in those amendments I think because they weren't working with us to put those in because they were already sort of just like whoa mm-hmm. um, you know they didn't feel like any ownership of them and they didn't being invited to the table right. is, is, is it, it become it, it can be hyperbolic or I think that's the right word. It can be that, but yeah. like it is a real thing, mm-hmm. you know. Like being in, as uh, like mission housing, we were kicked out of the table for like a decade. And as someone who like has been the ED of a company that like got back to the table, I'm noticing now a lot of how like the people who've always been there just talk about like yeah we did this this was a great decision. Right. And it was, you know, during the years that we, like, literally weren't invited to the party. Right. And uh, I know I, c- I could see how that... And and when those folks are not brought to the table before the policy yeah, gets it needs introduced... Yeah, it, it needs to be while it's being written. It needs to exactly. be in the, in the early stages, you know? They, I think, and this is something I've I've definitely picked up on in conversations that I've already had since SB827 um, died, they feel very suspicious that it's just like another top-down capitalist mm-hmm. planning process that that they like, have been fucked over by forever like, forever for, right so it's like so not like, it's not like, an irrational fear no, so like of a, course they don't yeah. want to engage yeah. exactly yeah. so like we now have we now have a long time i think but before the reintroduction of the idea of zoning reform, you know, I'm not even calling it SBA 27 version two. No, it's the density be, bonus turned into it was. It's going to be a thing. Staff. It's going to be. I mean, a, it's going to be a new thing. Has a nice ring to it. Um, and we're going to make sure that we're working with like all the people who deserve to be engaged, all the people who want to be engaged on H27. Do you think you'll okay. have? Go, go. Oh, I want to. Yeah. So bigger. So all of that specifics yeah. that we're going to work through. There is an idea out in, that I've heard from day one about like the fact that we end up calling ourselves yimbies and th- that a lot of people feel like therefore we're implying that everybody who's not us is nimbies and that's not how I think about things but and I, I know that's not how you think about things and whatever but I do know that like also people who hate us use it to be like mm-hmm. we called everybody who disagreed with our exact policy prescription a NIMBY and I'm like I hardly I use that word for very few individuals right, right. I, I mean I don't and I think we YIMBYs in general should be very careful but this idea is pervasive that we think because we call ourselves YIMBYs that we think that everyone who disagrees with us is therefore a NIMBY as if there are only two options. Yeah. And, and I don't know if that's like just haters going to hate. Or, no, or more specifically like the, like the quote unquote like anti-gentrification, the you know, low income predominantly people of color, like those groups. Anti-displacement, anti-displacement activists, activists I think is the best like 
I'm just saying, like, that, term. you know, that is, I feel like a lot of the Twitter war media has, it's that specific segment that well, is those saying are the people that we, think we of are, as peers. but, like, they are, they themselves yeah. are saying that we feel like, and we should pay attention to this, mm-hmm. they are saying that we feel like you are calling us NIMBYs just right. because we don't support every single Marguerite up zone in our neighborhood, and, and that's not true. on Twitter do not help. Right, exactly. The graph, <laughs> you know, that's what I meant. Like, yeah. The, the, like, well, whether if or not <laughs> that's true, which I truly don't believe it is, the fact that they are saying it, like the people who may or may not be, you know, they, the ones feeling whatever the thing put upon them, they are saying that we feel like this. We that's another thing we should learn from A twenty seven. I th- and I think I think it's less a problem of the word itself, like. The word Yimbia is the acronym. It's it's be, well it's, it's just it's just become so it's so many things, Sam. It's <laughs> it's like all the avocados. Yeah, but like <laughs> I, so I don't know that it's a problem with the word. Like like I, I remember I remember seeing um, Yombi. Uh, no, I never got that. I, or Yombi or more. Yombi. I don't get the. Oh, well, I like more. Yeah, I just don't get it. I also like abundant housing. That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, no, but I remember seeing like a take that was like, you know, anti-gentrification activists are not NIMBYs. And like stipulated. Like that is correct. Um, I think it's less a problem of the word YIMBY itself and more the problem, more a problem of the movement that like anti-gentrification activists feel like they don't have a home or a venue in the YIMBY movement. And that's probably a sign that we could do a better job reaching out to them because I think... I, th- I think when we're talking about what they would consider their neighborhoods and, and we're, not, we're not there, we need to make sure that like we can bring residents of that neighborhood into our movement so that it does become a yippee thing. Well, and we're there for, you know, they, us, whatever. Like, people need to speak for themselves. Right, like, yes. not just to bring them in to get a 27 pass, like... No, to like make all of their life. voices heard. And yeah. I, right. Exactly. Yeah. We, like, we need to, like, bring them in the sense that, like, we're listening, mm-hmm. we're, br- like, we're bringing them in when we're talking about creating policy, that we're, yeah. like, being thoughtful about reaching like, out, uh, I saw and that on, kind of stuff. I saw on Twitter the other day, uh, Noah, whatever, something, opinion. No. Oh, that guy, yeah. You know, he tweeted out, where were the Fimbies... Before eight twenty seven. Okay, I, that's no, no, not a real thing. No, right? I know it isn't, and I'm just saying, like, yeah, they've all everyone they've been here. Everybody's been here. Like, you know, people have been here for generations. And like to say that just because you know, whatever, you didn't notice them, but right. that's a horrible argument, but it is something right. that right. That's whether true. we like it or not, the Yimbies are being forced to answer for tweets like that. And the only way that we oh, can get to the point where Either we yeah. don't have to answer for it anymore, or at least we have the benefit of the doubt from other allies. Like the only way to do it is to engage yeah. these these communities. Yeah, I so, mean, and trust takes years. Yes, exactly. and also like the Fimbies were there; they've been there for a really long time. Just signed up. Well, but, no, that's a new acronym. Okay, the acronym might not have been there. Yeah, <laughs> but Fine. like, but you support public housing. You support public housing. Oh, I super support public housing. I support housing. public housing. I prefer nonprofit affordable. Oh yeah, yeah, you neoliberal that, shill. Um, do, do, you think the, do you think the Fimbies realize that their biggest opponent is actually the nonprofit housing industrial complex? That's not true. I, is it? Uh, I think that it, right now it's too unreal, right? Public housing is not currently viable, I mean, we, practically, so politically. We just created a federal program for all of the nonprofit affordable housing developments to take over the last exactly. remaining public Ooh. housing. So we're going but in the other direction They're getting currently. better. Like, they are being oh, run no, well. No, no, no. I'm I, not saying it's... Like, mostly right. the solution, therefore, is more money. Right. right? Like, but also no being so, well run but is in good. But in a world where the pie is not infinite, like, I would bet you 10 bucks that... Nonprofit housers would come out and oppose more of that pie going to no. public housing. No, we would not. Versus versus nonprofit. Housing. No, I I genuinely really? because it's not that we mm. oppose public housing this in the first place. Thought experiment. I, I really don't believe that. Um, because well, I hate to say this, but I don't really hate it. Even if it existed, the government would then contract to us to run it. Like, did they do that back in like Cabrini Greengate? No, or? and the like the reason that we created RAD, the reason we created the program uh-huh. that you know, transferred 
from the government directly to you know the mission housings of the world was them admitting that they are a good regulator, they're a good lender, but they are not a property runner. But doesn't Vienna run social housing? Oh, like, does it, from isn't the, city? the Presidio That's currently social housing? Social yeah. housing? The Presidio yeah. contracts to a property management and housing contract. I don't like that you undermined my argument. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. What, about, what about the UCs? The UCs run their public housing, which is dorms. Ooh, the UCs, that's a good argument. I mean, I the UCs and the CSUs. I don't have the internet in front of me, but I That's true. We, we'll, we'll fa- we're getting okay. a little off topic. We'll fact check this I don't know. Anyone who thinks the UCs is the good, like, that's a, that, by, sure, it's public, but it's that like is a huge. private juggernaut it's, of crushing it's, souls. It's literally the only public housing in California. Yeah, and I can't wait to see the Berkeley students protesting. That's going to be great. The, it's so good. Oh, it's uh, yeah, so, uh, we, so uh, we, good. We, we can put a link yeah, in the podcast. Yeah, if you put a link, I am very excited Alfred to watch the, the Berkeley yeah. students. So they are protesting the mansion of... The second home. The second home of the Chancellor. Of oh Chancellor, my God. Saying we should build student housing on these like Is that Chancellor Palpatine greens. or... I don't know. <laughs> it's a different chancellor. It's a different chancellor. Okay. I don't I know. Want to but now, it's bro. like, you know, but this is a status quo bias thing, right? It's like the chancellor's house probably didn't feel as opulent when the housing crisis wasn't the way it was, right? So, like, it's just, like, they've had the opulent chancellor's housing, and as the housing crisis got ratcheted up further and further and further and further, now it's, like... You have all of this freaking. I mean, it's and interesting. It goes back to us changing the conversation. Even, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like the idea of getting that housing permitted on the chancellor's property, like <laughs> that would be chancellor. extremely difficult. Yeah. And I, I would love to see that battle waged of like getting dorms because you're talking about turning. You are talking about turning parkland. Mm-hmm into dense dorms. Also, I'm super for that particular one, but that is a that would be a freaking bitch and a half to get permitted. It also right. speaks to the like whole thing about you know getting people on board with the MB with the MB that are at colleges, right? Like yeah. uh, they yeah. those people at colleges don't get to vote in the Berkeley, you know, so if even if they go speak at, at whatever the town hall, they're going, you know, the old people are going to be like, are they do they even vote here? Do they even have a decision? Like you know, well, it, students, it'll, students it'll be a local Berkeley. It'll be yeah, they you, can you if can, they but register, they but the majority of college but students you don't. Like UC Davis students cannot vote in Davis because Davis, what? Davis, the the fine progressive people of <gasps> Davis, cut out UC Davis from the city, so it's oh, not legally in the city. Wow. Yeah, we'll have a that link to diabolical. something on that too. Yeah. I don't know if we can find it. So wait, we're gonna we've talked for a while. Yeah. The thing that we need to talk about now is, like, what comes next? We've talked a little bit about it. 828, we touched on. There's a BART transit-oriented development Mm -hmm. bill. There's uh, the middle-income tax. David doing good work. Yeah. Talk about the middle-income tax deduction for affordable whatever. David got a... It's AB3152. That's correct. Uh, It would basically make uh, affordable housing gets a... Subsidy affordable housing gets is that we don't have to pay property taxes on our buildings, but you only get that exemption if you have people in your buildings that make a certain amount of money. And this, like certain, per like percent up to sixty percent of AMI. Okay. Yeah. Low income. Low income. Like like super. The legal, the yeah. legal definition of low, low income. What David Chu's bill is suggesting, and like I fully support Mission Housing fully supports is doubling the AMI amount. So extending it up to 120% of AMI. Mm, and okay. the reason that I think it's such a great bill is that it's a way to get the quote-unquote missing middle income housing built with that being the only subsidy that the government provides. So market rate developers can make middle income buildings pencil out if, if they, they don't, don't have to pay the property taxes on their buildings. And so, yes, it's still a subsidy, but I think it's a way for the government to just say we won't take money from you instead of having to give the money out as an actual expended subsidy. So these would be for-profit, market-rate developers building Mm deed-restricted, middle-income housing that you would have to qualify Mm -hmm. and do income verification. And I, I actually think that, like... Our like the mission housings of the world would start to build it also. Oh, cool! Because like we already have yeah, the infrastructure in place, and we already have the infrastructure in place. Yeah. We know how you to know income how to, certify uh, people. Right, right, right. We we do it every year. Right. 
So, like, it makes and the most would, sense for us yeah. to do it. And there'd be a lot of those companies, like like John Stewart, mm-hmm. I would think, who do kind of both. There is a building right now yeah. over on, I'll, I'll find the address yeah. in the notes, but there's a building right now that was awarded by the mayor's office of housing, was supposed to be middle-income housing. They've had it for a couple of years. It's John Stewart Company and uh, Chinatown Community Development. And, so and they can't build it. Right. So, I think there are three other bills that the listeners to this podcast will be interested in three uh, tenants' rights bills. So one, uh, AB 2925 from Assemblymember Bonta would establish just cause eviction in the state, which is all thumbs up from this guy over here. Um, it, just cause, wait, let's pause for that. What is just cause? Just cause means that the landlord has to like have a reason to be evicting you. Yeah, you, you can't just like willy-nilly like- evict you. And they're, like, constrained reasons. There has to be proof. It also means that, like, you as a tenant end up being able to utilize an actual process to, like, fight a thing. It just gives you a lot more power. So evening the playing field? Evening the playing field. And, and, like, sort of if somebody's, you know, I mean, we all know it's shitty fucking landlords. This gives a lot more power to tenants. There are problems that I think we could do more notification, and there's a lot of, like, know-your-right stuff that needs to be associated with Just Cause, but Just Cause is a great place to start. Right. And then uh, AB2343 from uh, local uh, politician, Assemblymember David Chu, uh, would extend the amount of time that you have to comply with uh, certain notices, so it it gives you more time to, like, find counsel and, like, think about things, and then, you know, maybe... React, you know, cash a check or something before you have to read. Yeah, do we react. know if they all have to pet? Like, no, they... not yet, not yet. No, these are just three different. It's bills. just three okay. big ones, but they're yeah. all Let's tied together. Right, Diego. Let's. <laughs> Diego looked up. Look, he wrote the best article on it. And yeah, I, that is so. Okay. Liam, I know that you're a listener too. Diego's article is way better <laughs> way than anything you've had to way say better. about this. Yeah. Um, and then uh, AB two three six four, which would um, extend um, the the time that your landlord would have to notify you if your landlord did an Ellis Act eviction. So right now it's four months. It would be extended to, I think it's four months now. Yeah. Um, and and it, it would be extended to one year. And the just, the thing about the just cause bill that's really important is that it makes evictions actually have to follow the other two bills that are coming, mm-hmm. right? Like, so right. a lot of the evictions are a landlord putting in fine print on the 9,000th page of the lease that you can't put a bike in the common area and, you know, basically evicting somebody for having a bike, leaving their bike in the common area or like a clothesline between rooms, you know, things like that, that like people don't realize. And I think like the secondary effects are worth the secondary effects of these legislation. I mean, these legislation, these pieces of legislation stand on their own is like really great. Like I think whenever you're talking about tenant power legislation, it's always good to like, just explicitly reiterate why tenant power is good. Like the secondary effects of these bills is that like when you're when you when you have to get something fixed, you're gonna feel much mm-hmm. more confident saying to your landlord, like, yeah. you need to fix this. Um, you know, when your landlord uh, tries to raise your rent and like threatens you with a you know, a hint or at if eviction. You live in mold or you know, like yeah. I'm always yeah. blown away. Exactly. Like I'm always blown away. Mission housing it, it makes me so sad when like we if a tenant doesn't come to us immediately right. with a problem in our buildings. We have old buildings, you know, they have issues. And we'll find out about stuff that the tenant could have just come to us six months, a year earlier. Right. And we would have fixed it immediately. But, like, they live at Mission Housing Building. and Which, which has, still, which listeners should be, listeners should know, nonprofit housing has a mm-hmm. much, much, it's it's a much, much higher standard to evict somebody it, from a nonprofit housing building. Yeah, oh yeah, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, we're not in the eviction business. That's what we always say. But also, we're regulated by, like, a dozen different entities. Everybody gets to come into the building and look at it. Right. Well, and this is... I do think that, like, one of the next places for tenants' rights stuff to go in, right? What do we need next in tenants' rights? The biggest, like, factor that I see in, like, why high-income people are more... They're just better able to utilize mm-hmm. the existing tenants' protections because, they A, can they up. can lawyer up, but, B, they feel more entitled to be, like, well, what are my Treated rights? Treated fairly. Right? Treated fairly, you know, that kind of stuff. As a function of just, like, privilege. As a function right, of yeah. just plain they privilege. They don't realize right. that... Right. It's, and they're, yeah. and they're, like, less fearful yep. because there's yeah. more availability to, like, say, fuck you, I'm moving, right. all that... All of the aspects of that but 
just pure notification of knowing your rights, that would improve a lot. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I don't know. that One of the things that's been talked about a lot that I, I haven't seen anybody put forward straightforward proposals on, but I think people should be thinking about is, like, every time a landlord or DBI, you know, government... So, uh, gray housing is a big thing in San Francisco. Um. Like, any time the Department of Building Inspection has to say, like, you know, we're not sure that this is a legal unit, you should be getting informed fully of your rights. And invited to the inspection. Yeah. Yeah. I do think that's the I next mean, thing. But anyway, I, well, that's well, not coming. No, I, I think... Wait, don't you guys have a... Don't you have a... You guys have a ballot prop in San Francisco for... Um, for uh, right, right. To, right to Civil yeah. Council, yeah, which yeah. is, like, Pro- somewhat of this. It's, like, it's Pro- a long, long, long line. Yeah, the yeah. Right to yeah. Civil Council... It's, it's, right now it's like going to direct the, we, and we've talked about this before, but it's directing the uh, Board of Supervisors to create a right to civil counsel and fund it. And it's a, it's really good policy. Props David the Chu. GSA, getting it pushed through. Yeah. Is that a GSA I mean, thing? Oh yeah. It's not ours. I mean, we support it, but that's because we're allies. mad about it. Oh, well good for them. That's yeah. A, that's a good policy. <laughs> it is a very good policy. Yeah. David Chu ran the first uh, version of it. They had like a... A little version of it that went for a year. Now, is that the same David Chu who spoke last night? It uh, is. Is, the same, is, that the, is that the same David Chu who signed David his name Chu. to the Yimby wall? Yes, it is the same David Chu. Is that the, is. Is that the one? It is mm. the one, yeah. yeah. And it's going to be good law. We endorsed it. Actually, I'll put a link to all of our endorsements. We're going to be doing a slate card. Um, and that pivots to the last thing, which we're going to be leaving on, which is get off your couch, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. I want to thank like everybody, everybody who made calls, everybody. We sent tens oh, I mean, of thousands no, of letters they, to the legislature, which and you that have was, to do from your that couch. was that was legit. I'm just oh, it was totally like, legit. The, I'm saying the they've gone to here, their fainting yes. couches. Yes, right. You have gone to your yes. fainting couches. The time and of, now you took, you took a nap for a week, and that was a yeah. that was, was a, a great good, week. Was a good week. Uh, and now we're back at it. And mm-hmm. now we're back at it. I slept on your love seat. That's true. And now it was horrible. Don't sleep on love seats, people. No, they're not meant for sleeping. Uh, and now it's time to pop off and get ready for round 365. Peace. Because we are on. Exactly. Um, check out the endorsements. We're going to be doing a lot of work for especially our candidates, London Breeze. And uh, all of the ballot props that we want to be supporting. Uh, there's a great funding for affordable housing, Prop D. Yep. It's very important. It it's all going to be for the June election, and we're going to be calling you and asking you to come out and volunteer for all of this stuff, and you're going to say yes. That's what you're going to say. You're going to say yes. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't want to. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that's it. Bye. Bye.